0: Hello and welcome back to another Brawler Bios. I'm Malorian, also known as Brian, and I'll be your host today. And this is the podcast that's all about War Machine, but more specifically, all about Brawl Machine which is the 25 point version of the game made by the great people there of Line of Sight. And what we do here on this show is basically look at a caster and we'll say, okay, in this caster at the brawl machine level, well, let's first review it. Let's look at a potential list. And then we do all the fun stuff, which is the grading, saying what answers does this caster have? What type of questions does it pose? How about its personal output? How is it for new players, and how is it for experienced players? Now, I want to say that we haven't done this in a while. We took quite a bit of a break because there was the big dynamic update that came out. You know, while we are waiting for it, there's no real use trying to go and put out any more of these when any of them could just be, like, invalidated with the massive changes that might occur. And uh, this one that we're covering today is very much perfect for that because we are going to be covering Sturgis. Now I know in Signarland everybody is going crazy around Sturgis because I loved Sturgis before, and I always thought like Sturgis is one of the best brawl machine casters. Well, that that Sturgis got a lot better. Now while that one is currently probably going to be moving to the epic list we are actually going to be talking about Sturgis the Corrupted now we're going to be covering this for a couple of reasons one I want to talk about Sturgis the Corrupted because I feel that Krix players should be just as excited as having this Super Sturgis as the Signar players are and two, we're gonna have a little chat at the end about, well, which one should actually go on the Epic list, if any, and then we'll find out later on when they update the rules in January, whether uh, we agree or not. All right, so before we get into any of that silliness, Let's actually just review the card. Let's go over Sturgis the Corrupted and see what we're actually dealing with. Alright, so Sturgis the Corrupted is a Crix Warcaster. It has 6 focus, so okay, you know, average, uh, 6 speed, 6 strength, mat 7, rat 5, defense 15, armor 16, and command 8 that doesn't really come in. Now, because this is the version of the Sturgis, which was already killed off, basically, remember, when we got the two Sturgises, we got the stories like, yep, yeah, here's this new caster, oh, and it's also dead, and it's now a crick's one as well, so that's why there's this whole weird thing going on. It's also going to be having a pretty healthy 18 boxes and a very healthy 31 warjack points. So really nice to have all those warjack points on there. It really means you're getting this, you know, a little bit extra points than if you would be taking any one of the other casters. Uh, when it comes to weapons, the first one on there is really just a boring hand cannon. So a nice range 12, rate of fire 1, pow 12 gun. Okay, sure, why not? Throw it on there we're only Rat 5, so we're not really the best shooter, but hey, you know, if you got some extra focus and some extra time, why not? You can always go and boost a shot. The main thing about these turtises, though, is its blade. So, basically, it has this long blade. It's just called Blade, this little like double staff that's using, and it has left and right. Where if you look at the front of the card, it it's the same, right? The left one is range two, P plus S twelve, magical weapon. All right, all right, that, that seems pretty bad. Uh, and the other one is a range two, P plus S twelve, weapon. Magical weapon? Okay, this is seeming boring. You know, why are people excited about the Sturgis? Well, let's now look at the other side of the card and some of the things that go along with it now The very first thing is let's actually look at those blades and what they can do so Actually, the left one has Soul Taker, so it says this model can gain Soul Tokens and when this model destroys a living enemy model with an attack with this weapon, this model gains the destroyed model Soul Token. When this model replenishes its focus during your next control phase, replace each soul token on it with one focus point. So basically, if you go out there and kill some infantry, some living infantry with souls, well, you get the soul token, and then at your next upkeep, where you normally go up to your six focus, you get your six focus, and then on top of that, you get extra focus based on all the souls that you collected. So, you know, that's kind of situational, but it's a nice little thing to have on there. On the right side, we have Death Strike. And what Death Strike says is that if this attack destroys a living or undead model, after resolving the attack, choose a model within four inches of this model. The chosen model suffers a damage roll with the POW equal to the strength of the model destroyed by this attack. So we can make some comparisons to what happens like with this Sturgis and the other Sturgis. Basically, you're always going to have one side of the weapon where like, aha, I kill one thing and then I either Electro Leap or I strike into something else. So it allows you to kind of like really kill a lot of of models at the same time. And then whereas the other one goes and says, I stab you and then it's going to be doing damage back to your caster. Well, with feedback, this one's actually getting souls. Now, the soul taker thing on this is a little interesting, and you can sometimes throw yourself off because you'll make an attack, make your other attack, and like, haha, I kill two things, I get two souls. Well, actually, you only get souls with one half of this weapon. So you do have to be very clear about which side of this weapon you actually are attacking with because it's very important. Now, Some other things that are on here is you also have chain attack flash. Now what that does is if this model hits the same target with both of its initial melee attacks, melee attacks, or I'm gonna get myself in trouble again. After resolving the attacks, you can immediately place the model anywhere completely within three inches of its current location. Now, this can be used in multiple ways. One, maybe you charge into something, hit, hit, and then you're going to flash, and maybe now you're getting to its back arc. So any follow up attacks are now going to be easier to hit. You're behind shield, stuff like that. Or maybe you can't charge your intended target, so you charge one thing, chain attack, flash, jump over three inches. Okay, now I'm in range of the thing I actually want to hit. Or maybe this is like a hit and run type thing where you go in, do a couple of damage, do whatever you need, and then just get out of there, right? Just kind of like go back three inches. And trust me, there's something else in the card too, which will make this even bigger. Now, the next thing on here is going to be really helping with that whole idea of like, ooh, these are only POW-12s. Well, this model actually has Dark Shroud. So while in this model's melee range, enemy models are just suffer minus two armor. Now, I will just kind of mention, I don't want this to be too confusing, but this model changed substantially going through this dynamic update. Previously, that was the chain attack. You actually had to hit something twice, and then Dark Shroud would be applied. And you're like, well, damn, I, I I just did my charge attack. I just did my secondary attack, and now you're doing Dark Shroud? So this is much better. Basically, all the time, it is going to be at PAL 14. But more importantly, if you don't take down whatever target you're going after, well, it still applies that minus two armor. So the next thing that comes in, will definitely take it out. The other thing that's on here that's really nice is also going to be Relentless Charge. So while advancing as part of a charge, this model gains Pathfinder. So if you're worried because there's a wall in the way, some rubble, whatever it is, you don't care because you're just going to charge right on through it. It can be sometimes easy to forget that it's only during a charge. So if you are walking up or running, that does not apply. However, it's those charges that will give you the Pathfinder. So do keep that in your mind. The other one that's really, really cute is reversal so what it says here is that when a model misses this model with a charge or power attack the attacking model becomes knocked down now this is a bigger deal on the other sturgis because instead of being 15 16 it's actually 16 defense 15 armor but hey you know as a free little extra rule thrown on here sure if you charge me and miss i'm already happy because you missed my 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 caster here, and again, this could be higher because I'm in, like, uh, behind a wall or around the corner of a building or something like that, or I might have something else that's debuffing your ability to hit, but just that extra thing on top of now, you're actually knocked down. It's actually kind of funny, too, because there's nothing on here about base sizes. So, for power attacks, normally the one that'll really come up is that something's going to come over and try and power attack like headbutt you to knock you down, they miss, and then like, boom, I, I guess you're knocked down yourself. I guess you knocked yourself out. I don't know what the, the the theory is, the fluff, but it's just kind of funny whenever it happens. So I won't look at this and be like, ooh, well, this isn't the best. Hey, it's a free thing that's on the card. Next thing that's on here is going to be massive, and that's going to be Snap Strike. Now, what Snap Snap Strike says is this model can make one additional attack with each melee weapon for each focus point spent to make additional attacks. Can be very easy to miss. It's the last one in kind of like that set of rules. There's a lot of stuff on the card there. But what that really means is that you charge in, you hit with one side of your blade, you hit with the other side of the blade, and then potentially... You have another 6 focus. Again, you could be having more focus if you had souls from a previous turn. But that 6 focus means 12 more bot attacks. That's crazy. You could be making, if you have no other things in, like applying in here, 14 attacks with this caster. And at mat 7, pow 14... Sure, that's going to do a good amount of damage, right? That can really take a a lot of things out. I I, I wonder if there's any spells on the card, which will make it even easier to take something out. It's yes, but let's go take a look at it. Alright, so moving over and looking to the spells on the card, the very first one is going to be Blood Rain. Now, Blood Rain is a cost 3, range 8, AoE 3, POW 12 offensive spell, and it says... Blood rain causes corrosion damage, and models hit suffer the corrosion continuous effect. This is a garbage spell. I mean, like, there'll there'll be times you might cast this, because maybe there's some, like, shield wall models, and you're having trouble killing them, so you're just going to hit them with an AoE and corrode them all. Sure, you might have this thing, but honestly, you pretty much never use this spell. So, it's cute that it's on the card, but it's kind of like just an expensive nuke that... You play 100 games and maybe you use it once type thing. The next one here, much better. Hellrot. This is a cost 2, range 6 upkeep spell. And it says, target warjack in this spellcaster's battle group gains plus 2 armor and retaliation. If a model with retaliation was damaged by an enemy attack during the last round, during your maintenance phase, it can advance up to 3 inches and make one basic melee attack. So, why not? Some extra armor there, and then if you do get kind of hit, well, next turn, you're going to get back for free because of it. So, okay, that's a a nice little armor buff with a a nice little additional thing added on there. That's cool. Uh, You also get Occultation. Now, this is going to be a cost to rain six upkeep spells. There's actually quite a bit of upkeep spells on Sturgis, but anyway, this one here says target-friendly model or unit gains stealth models are not affected while out of formation so hey you got something you don't want to be shot throw occultation onto it this is something that is actually a much bigger effect in brawl machine than it is in 75 you know in a 75 point game there's just options right you can put occultation on one thing that's important but your opponent can always just shoot something else in a smaller game this can be much more important because whatever really key thing you have or your one unit hey guess what you do that it has a a a larger impact for sure the next one here is probably going to be the the best spell though that's going to be on here and that's going to be parasite now parasite is a cost three range eight again upkeep spell and it says target friendly doesn't say friendly yeah 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 go ahead do it only on friendly that'd be ridiculous A target model unit suffers minus three armor and the spell caster gains plus one armor. So this is something that's a huge armor debuff. And this is something that means that we have tons of debuff on this caster. So not only do we have the dark shroud, which would made it so it was minus two armor. Well, now we also have parasite, which is going to be now reducing it by another three. So we can reduce something's armor by five. And that is massive. Again, I mean, realistically, if we apply this to the target that Sturgis is going after, those POW 12s that was like, ah, that, that looks pretty garbagey, are basically P plus S 17s. Now, that is very significant and very dangerous. And one of the things to really keep in mind are this year, too. As you're like, well, come on, if you're going to be putting Parasite on something, that's three focus. Now, normally, I would completely agree with you that if you take the resources to cast Parasite, that just means less attacks and it's not going to be worth it. However, again, we're talking about a caster here that's going to be having at least six focus if they want to. Again, souls might make it higher. You can go and cast this Parasite on the target. And again, we're going to assume that you don't need to boost because it's it's probably high armor, low defense is the type of thing you're going to be Parasiting. And then what that really means is you still get your two initials and have three focus to be buying six more attacks, which is eight attacks, assuming no souls or anything else going on. So... Eight attacks after you Parasite? Yeah, sure, why not? And I think another thing to keep in mind with this cost of Parasite is that you can put in that investment a turn early, right? You can go, because this is an upkeep, put it out there, put on the target that you really want to go after, and then the next turn is the next where you go in there and actually take it out. And so it's not costing you three, it's just costing you the one for upkeep. So definitely, definitely uh, Parasite, a great spell that's on the card. And again, having that little piece of adding armor, don't forget that. Sometimes I've actually seen people that in the early turns, they'll put Parasite On their friendly model. That's why my mind first I said that. Because I was thinking about it. And that seems stupid right. Like why would you parasite your own model. Early in the game. Well the reason why you might do that. Is because if you take some random shot. Or magical attack or something like that remember that it also adds one armor to your caster. So maybe you have some like garbage little infantry solo or model that who cares if it's armor 12 or 9, but having it so that your caster's armor is 17 versus 16, hey, that could mean all the difference. So definitely, big huge fan of Parasite on the card. I'm going to stop gushing over it now. Alright, the next one I want to talk about, which is the last one on the card, is Teleport. This is a cost to rain self spell, and it says place the spellcaster anywhere completely within 6 inches of its current location, and then its activation ends. Now, remember when we talked about Flash, where you could go in there, chain attack Flash, and then like jump back 3 inches? Keep in mind that after that, you could be teleporting to go back another 6 so that really you're jumping away 9 inches. And this is not just like moving even. This is placing. So you can like go over, go something, and like, ah, I attack you. Oh, damn. Okay, well, I got to get out of here now to stay safe. I go and chain attack flash I teleport and I'm like behind a building or something right so this is hugely defensive great for jumping to wherever you need Uh, typically I mean this is going to be something where you're going to be charging in doing some damage and then getting away but hell maybe this is something where I need to score a scenario piece and it's on the other side of the table okay charge this uh, flash then teleport well what do you know I just kind of like transferred myself all the way across the table so really adds to kind of like the versatility of how how mobile this caster is on the table all right last thing we have to talk about is the feet and it is called dead on arrival uh this one also changed like I thought it was already okay ish on old Sturgis now it is just truly truly amazing so this is what it reads. Enemy non-war caster, non-warlock, and non-infernal master models, so basically it's not going to work on the caster on the other side, uh, in Sturgis' control range are pushed up to 3 inches directly towards Sturgis in any order you choose. Then, Sturgis gains one focus for each enemy model he is engaging and may make one basic attack with one of his melee weapons against each enemy model in its line of sight, that is in the melee's weapon range. These attacks are simultaneous. Then, once this turn, Anytime this activation, except while resolving an attack, you can place Sturgis anywhere completely within three inches of its current location. Oh my goodness. Like this thing. Okay, let's talk about all the different things that are going on here, right? Let's start with the bottom part because that's just like the easiest part with the mobility. So we have Flash. Flash. We have teleport. We have this three inch also uh, little movement that you get as well, right? Another place. So this thing all together, put together, has 12 inches of extra mobility that has nothing to do with like charging, moving, anything like that. It is the flash that (laughs) you have the, the, the feet moving three inches and you have the teleport as well. Now, of course, the teleport, once you do it, ends your activation. But still, the amount that you're moving all around here, crazy. Plus, being able to move your enemy models towards you adds to that mobility as well. Again, it doesn't work on the caster, and one thing that I really like that they changed here compared to the older version is it's up to 3. I've played Sturgis games in the past where I want to feed on some infantry to kill them and then like, oh no, I was in control range of that heavy. Yeah, I moved that heavy up and now it can charge me. And yeah, I just lost the game because I basically gave you extra movement on your heavy. So you do have to kind of plan around this, but still now that it's up to three, if there's something you just don't want to deal with, well then just move it zero and you don't have to care. Now, also, a very big change is that before, you had to actually, like, make an attack against all these things, and anything you kill gives you a focus. This is gives it to you. Now, those focus mean a lot. Let's say you're going in and you're charging into a heavy or charging into a caster. Well, you might not be feeding to really care about you know, killing other things around you. However, by pulling things to you, everything that's in your range there is giving you an extra focus, and every focus is also giving you two more attacks. So really, this feat, let's just talk about something super, super easy and not extreme. You charge in somewhere against a target you want to kill, you feat, you get one free attack from that. So that's already one. And let's say you also have like the, the target there that you're going to attack anyway. Um, there's the two battle group models beside it come in. So that's another three focus. So those three focus give you six more attacks. So this feat is giving you seven more attacks. Remember back when I was telling you that it's okay to cast Parasite because you're going to have enough attacks? Yes. Between, you know, all this different focus you can have from the feet, from the extra focus you might have from souls, yeah, you have no problem. And I actually kind of wonder, like, how many attacks we might see some Sturgises able to get, right? With an awesome feat where maybe you pull in, like, you know, six models, you had some souls from before... This can be insane. Now, that's really more talking about Sturgis using this as its personal threat, but it doesn't have to be. This feat can also be something that says, let's, let's assume we said this instead. Let's assume this feat says your battle group, uh, not your battle group, your entire army gets to advance three inches. Wow, that's giving my whole army an extra three inches of threat? That's amazing! Well, that's really what this reads, but in reverse. So instead of moving your army towards your opponent, It's moving your opponent towards you. Now, of course, there's ways around this. There may be, you know, uh, a wall that's going to be blocking it or a rule that says it can't be pushed or something like that. But, uh, you know, unless they're working around something like that, that's another way you really should be reading this. You don't need to be sending in Sturgis on the turn that you feat, right? There's nothing wrong with saying, you know what? This is a dangerous board state. I don't want Sturgis to die. So um, I'm going to pull their heavies forward. My heavies are going to go in and take out your heavies. And guess what? I'm going to win because I'm way up in attrition. That's not a bad play. It feels suboptimal, but it's not a bad play. Alright, so with all that being said, lots of rules on the card, really cool stuff, let's go and talk about a potential list you could be running with this. And the one I made here is going to be in Black Industries because, hey, Carapace Against Shooting, it's amazing. Now, the battle group that I put in here... First of all, I want to have a Death Ripper. The Death Ripper is there as the Arc Node. Again, that Parasite is crazy, really important. And if I have something that allows me to get it out that turn early, or at least doing it somewhere where I keep Sturgis safe fantastic. Well worth the investment. Now, the other things I want to do, too, is that even though there's a lot of things on the card where I can be like dancing around and blah, 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 one of the things you can really do with Sturgis is extend yourself too far, not kill enough, and then get Sturgis killed. So if you can pull things to you, that is much, much better. So I actually want to try and get in some drags. And now that drags have been improved, if you don't know, drag effect now Triggers off of hit. You don't need a damage anymore, which is massive, right? So now I can be taking Malice. Malice is a great one that can go up there, drag something in close for for Sturgis, and now I don't need to make some crazy play. I don't even need defeat. I can just go in there, parasite it, kill it, and be nice and safe wherever I am. I also want to have some other hitting power as well because if I pull something in, and let's say I had to parasite that turn, not the previous turn, maybe I don't have enough hitting power. Okay, well I want to add a slayer because at 10 points it's a wonderful beater. And another one that I'm really liking as well is the seether. The seether is something that has counter charge, so it's gonna keep your opponents a little bit back. It's gonna be controlling the boards, but Also, it gets a free charge. It's already at P plus S17. Again, this thing can be hitting like a truck. If you debuff that thing by five, it's really hitting at P plus S22. And it can just take out whatever it wants. So I am loving this either. There are weird times where like maybe you're up against polarity shield or field, whatever it is, where you can't charge and then that's a big deal for this either. But that'll be very, very, very rare. All right. I also use my free option on Denegra. Again, I, I want to be saving all the focus I can on my actual caster, so I'm going to be putting a Reaper onto Denegra. So, again, it's just another drag option. If you're wondering why I was really taking like the character Reaper, not the regular one, here it is. So now I have two options for drag, and that's going to be a huge threat to your opponent. Imagine that. Two sources of drag and counter charge and a Sturgis that's saying, hey, at any moment I can jump in and like wipe out a unit infantry or your battle group or your caster. Like that is just very threatening. And having Denegra being a spot where now it's five focus, you can very easily be doing that. And if you need to, what do we have here on the card? It's Curse of Shadows, which gives another minus two armor or it also allows you so that they can't make free strikes so that if you need to charge past something, okay, maybe that's the way you're going to be doing that. So really, really love that. Uh, I have also heard the idea where you could be switching that up for Iakos for more drag. It's something you could play around with. Otherwise, I want to get some solos in there that can go out on flags and they're not mini casters. So I'm going to have the War with Siren. Again, it's something that has in power so I can be helping out my battle group and try and keep as much focus as possible on Sturgis. And then as well, I'm going to be taking the Scrap Thralls because very cheap. I get several models for one choice. Hey, run out there, get flags, whatever I need. Because if I'm going to be staying back and trying to drag things to me, I might get in trouble with scenario. So having some cheap things just to run out there sure why not and remember when i told you you might do like a turn one parasite just to get your armor up higher on your caster yeah cast parasite on a a scrap thrall first turn who cares and then you have that extra armor on yourself i mean whether again it's armor 12 or 9 it really doesn't matter So, that's the army, and I think it's fantastic and a very, very dangerous list. Now, past that, let's get past all these things and get to the fun part, which are the grades. So, the very first question here that we're going to be grading on is not the questions, it's the answers. Questions, we're coming, you just wait, we'll be getting there. What about answers? And so, what I mean by that is if my opponent comes to me with a skew... Am I able to deal with it? Now, the one that's very obvious and really definitely on here is going to be if they have an armor skew, I can go and drop it down by five. So, no problem. Also, if I really need to, again, with, like, the uh, shield wall infantry, I could do a blood rain if I really want. So, this thing says, oh, did you skew with armor? I am destroying it. The other thing it answers to is also guns in effect, right? We have occultation. It only goes on one choice. So again, if you look at the list I made there, you're going to have to kind of make a choice of where you want to go, but it's going to be something that at least answers it partially. So that's also nice to have on there. Otherwise, there's not a lot of answers on there. I mean, you could argue that the answer that Sturgis is... ...is that I'm just going to go in there and kill whatever's the problem. But, well, that they get his own grade later. So, overall, it's really like an extreme. Very, very extreme answer to one thing. And then, like, a moderate answer to, you know, guns. And that's really it. So, not really adding a lot here. So, I think when it comes to the grade for having answers... I'm gonna go to something like a a B minus. It, it's good. It's really really powerful. Armor is usually something that's usually skewed a lot, but the feet changing actually hurt this grade. Previously, you automatically hit anything that was within your feet range. And so, if they came in with Rocket Men or something like that, you could just wipe out the entire thing. Now, you get an autofocus, but you have to roll those attacks. And that can be a real problem. So, I think before it would have been much higher, but now I I think I'm happy giving it like a B minus. You can almost argue a C plus, but we'll go with a B minus. All right, next thing to talk about here is going to be the grade on the questions. What are we having here on the card? Again, we're not going to talk about like the whole list, but on the card, what do we have that our opponents are like, damn, we got to figure out how to deal with this? And the number one thing is just going to be that damage output of Sturgis. I mean, It might be easy to be like, oh, this is nothing. You know, like if it was, let's imagine but Butcher 3 wasn't on the epic list. You know, if there was a Butcher 3, you'd be really scared. If there was a Striker 2, you'd be really, really scared. Listen, you should be really, really scared of Sturgis. This is a caster where even though it doesn't pull in your caster towards it, look, I can charge something 9 inches, hit, hit move another three inches, sorry, place another three inches, pop my feet, place another three inches, and then have reach on top of that. Uh, That's huge. That is absolutely huge. Charging nine... Placing basically six, so 15, and then having reach means 17 inches of threat, and that's with my feet not moving your caster. If I decide that I want to be using this to go after your battle group, because again, remember, another way to win this game is if you kill everything except for the caster, that also works. So I don't need the feet to work on it. I can just kill everything else. So that threat, holy crow, is a huge thing that they have to be always worried about all the time. And... I think another thing here, too, is at the same time, you're kind of having little skews in other areas, right? Like, you have the Hellrot. Hellrot doesn't seem all that crazy when we're talking about all those other, like, movements and stuff like that. But, I mean, like, regular, regular cricks Jacks, they don't really stand up very strong, right? They have low armor. Well, you throw in that Hellrot... And not only is it now having significant armor that can't just be ignored, but now, oh boy, if I try hitting you, you're going to come back at me too. And that's something that they're going to have to really consider. So really, it's going to be kind of, <laughs> the big question is going to be Sturges itself, but there's a little other things there too where, hey, you know, if I go out there and I'm going to be... Uh, Increasing my armor, decreasing your armor, this is a real problem you have to be trying to figure out. So with this one again, because it's all extreme on one area, and I feel that it would go more into personal threat, I don't want this grade to be crazy, crazy high, but I still feel like this idea of like questions has to be something significant, so I'm going to be going with a B plus on this. All right, let's go on to that next one, though, which is the personal output. And what else can I say? I've been gushing about this the entire time. I mean, early on, you could charge in, kill some warrior models, grab their souls, teleport away. Next turn, you got... I don't know, let's be conservative and say you have 8 focus. I charge in, I feed. I pull in more things. Let's say it's conservative and it's 4 things. You know, now I'm having 13 focus. I can very easily put Parasite onto whatever I want. And now I'm making an additional 22 attacks at POW 17. Yeah, this is really, really powerful. So when it comes to the personal output of this it's 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 almost as high as you can get i'm kind of putting this thing as an a but i almost wonder if it should just be an a plus you know screw it i am giving the personal output of sturgis as an a plus it takes some playing around and it will require players to be smart with the way that they're doing it but this is definitely something that can be an absolute a plus where are you I am going to kill you type of thing. Really, the only thing that's holding back Sturgis is that mat 7. But with that many attacks, mat 7s are going to be hitting eventually. So, absolutely, absolutely deadly. Alright, let's do the grades now. Talking about, should it be good for new players? If a new player came to me and said, Brian, I'm I'm coming in, I'm new, and look, I got Sturgis the Corrupted. I'm going to be playing in Brawl Machine. Is this going to be going well for me? I, I, I'm mixed on this one. I'm mixed on this one because I feel that there's too many things to think about on the card. I mean, in one way, I want to say that a new player would come in and be like, wow, I can do this and this and this, and I'm going to go out there and I can do all these crazy things. But I think, like I said, more often than not, ...they're going to get themselves into trouble. They're going to go in and be like, oh, I'm going to charge into there. I'm not going to get souls first. I'm not going to prep myself with an awesome feet position. And then, oh, no, I can't do enough. I'm now sitting here with not enough focus, and I get killed. Or or maybe just like on clock, they're looking at the car like, oh my god, I can do what? So I can attack here and place here, but with the feet I get to place again, and then I get to drag things here, and so this will be here, but I'm going to be placing over there, and then I can teleport over here. There's a lot to consider. So... I think if the, the new player was somebody that was like maybe more used to these things, maybe I'd suggest them to, to them. But overall, this is not one I think I'd really suggest to a new player. So I'm going to go with a C minus on this one. It's not awful. It's not terrible. Like they're going to have probably fun. They're going to do cool things, but it's not something I would suggest that they start with. Now, let's talk about an experienced player. Let's say an experienced player says, Brian, I am taking this to this Brawl Machine tournament and I want to win. This is an A. This is a fantastic caster that if you want to win with it, has all the tools you need right on there. And even though you can say like, oh, I mean, like in some ways, I wish I had these things from the Signar one. Uh, <laughs> there's there is more than enough on the card here that you can easy go and dominate A game of brawl machine, right? If you think that brawl machine might be changing to something where now there'll be one unit and then there'll be a, a significant battle group, well, okay, charge in, kill the unit, teleport away now you have some souls for next time maybe you already dragged in one of those heavies and already killed it off with one of your other heavies like with the negra and all that stuff and then next turn okay let's charge in kill the other two heavies and good game because you have nothing left like this can be so aggressive and so powerful i love it so i i really feel this is an a um it could even go up to an a plus But I I feel that maybe not all the things you might need here. You could run into some real issues. You know, if you run into, say, like a uh, Rocket Rocket Man list, that could cause you some real issues. But otherwise, you are probably really set up for success. So there you have it. There's all the grades. I think that this Sturgis is fantastic. Like I mentioned, all the, the Signar players are, like, gushing over Sturgis. Sturgis is amazing, dominating games, and... I'm not hearing this from the Crick side. And it baffles me because as much as there are differences between these two casters, they are extremely, extremely similar. So, I mean, like, just to kind of like make some comparisons here. Because as I said, we were going to throw this in at the end here. Let's look at the, the spells there. Both of them have teleport. So, each of them can go in. They have all the same movement shenanigans that goes on. One different is in the P plus S. The regular Sturgis is going to be having 13 rather than the 12 on Sturgis 2. But then again, Sturgis 2, the Corrupted, also has Dark Shroud. So it's really 14. So you actually really hit harder. Um, another difference is there's also the Number Swing spell. So for Signar, they have Positive Charge, Plus 2 to Hit, Plus 2 Damage. Over here instead, we have Parasite. So, the other one, a little bit more balanced. This one, all on damage. Let's go, let's go, let's do it. On one side, you have Snipe. Hey, guns, shoot far. On this side, Occultation. Guns, stop shooting. The same type of idea. On one side, Arcane Shield. Armor really high. On this side, Hellrot. Armor significantly high. Not three, but two. Plus, I also got Retaliation. Okay, that's relatively the same. You know, feet exactly the same. Guys, guys, Signar players, please go and play this. Now, I also said I was going to be talking about whether one should be banned or not and whether I expect them to be. Honestly, I am guessing that Jaden and the people there at Line of Sight are going to be deciding to put Sturgis, one, so that's the regular one from Signar, on the epic list. However, I have this wild idea that they are not going to be putting Sturgis the Corrupted on the Epic list. Which, in my mind, is absolutely insane. As I went through this, I'm gushing over it and it's the same. But, you know what? Cricks uh, players, take advantage of it. Go out there. I, I bet you you don't own a Sturgis. Go out there and get one. Get your Sturgis to start playing with it. Because if it's not going to be going onto the Epic list this update... It is definitely going to be going on the up, the epic list next update. So you have like half a year, a year, whatever the next one is. So take advantage of this time and play it as much as possible it is super powerful and also just super fun all right guys this one's been going long because we had a little bit extra to talk about i really hope you enjoyed it we are back at it we're going to be doing these every two weeks so if you want to see these hey you know check back in here and also if you're like well I want you to talk about my favorite caster. Shoot me a message. Get it to me. Let me know what you want me to be covering because, hey, I'm going to be doing these and I might as well be covering the ones you want to hear. So that's everything. Thanks for tuning in for Brawler Bios. We'll catch you next time. Bye.